This is Allie Rose, and you're listening to Perfectly Imperfect Podcast. I am so excited. This is our first episode, and I am so happy y'all are listening. So this podcast is really just being about real as shit, being vulnerable, real about stuff that I've gone through, how times have gone wrong, and how I handled it then, and how I handle it now. Nowadays, I feel like there's this standard on life and this perception of who we want to be, what we want people to think we are. And we only show people the best parts of our lives, the happiest moments. And that's just not completely the truth. It's amazing having those times, but if life was perfect, we wouldn't grow, we wouldn't learn, and we wouldn't become our best selves because of it. Taking those L's, those are our imperfections. Rather than judging people or yourself on it, own it because that's what makes you your own kind of perfect. I'm going to have a variety of guests on my show, giving perspectives on all walks of life, people who are in the spotlight, people who are in my day-to-day life, and what their idea is of life in general, what making them means, what means to them about being perfectly imperfect, and certain topics on their ideas, where they come from, what they think of those things. So, Right now, I want you to think what makes you perfectly imperfect. Hearing the real shit, the life shit, the funny, the great, the downfalls. Maybe you can relate, see life through someone else's eyes, connect, and feel like you're just chilling with us. Life is an experience. It's a million lessons. Choosing to live life this way only expands your mind, your experience, and can make you your best self from it, your own kind of perfect, just by embracing it. So to start off, I'm thinking this first episode, we'll talk a little bit about me, and you guys can get to know me a little bit more. So I started, um, I am from Dudley, Massachusetts, Central Mass, super small town. I am very grateful and fortunate enough that I grew up with a family that I was very surrounded by love. My parents are still together, both sets of my grandparents are still alive and well, but they're still together, and more than just their rings keeping together, they're madly in love. So when I was first growing up, I kind of figured every family was like that. I really was very naive to understanding that I was in a very grateful situation. Um, so that being said, I was raised to just be me, be confident. I'd walk around, you know, in my little dresses and high heels. And I was young, putting on shows for my fam. And they were just with support. And I was super lucky about that. Um, So I first jumped into some childhood things that I really wanted to do. I knew I always wanted to do something in the media. I've known that since I was, could walk. And we went and tried auditions and I auditioned for different TV shows, different movies. And I actually was offered a place at a casting company in California. But when I flew out there with my family in seventh grade, Um, I was denied, denied, denied. And that was because I didn't look a certain part. Um, For those of you who know me, I am very short. But for those of you who don't, I'm very tiny, and I look younger than I am. But I also was getting braces at the time, and that was a big no-no in that industry. So that was kind of my first sight of rejection, and it was kind of my first glimpse of reality and popping the bubble that I was living in. Um, so then from there, I went to high school, and it was great. I really was there to be in and out type thing. I had a close group of friends going into high school, and I also had a 
I was in a very committed relationship at for young love, you know. And we started dating about, like, eighth grade. But the thing about this guy is, like, I was obsessed with him. He was super popular. And I was kind of, you know, like, not – I had my close friends, and that was pretty much it. So when we started dating, I really put my all into that relationship at the time, which I think now can stunt your growth. I think I kind of developed as a more his girlfriend rather than Allie Rose DiDonato. And once me and him were done, I looked back on that, and I was like, no, fuck that. Like, I'm Allie Rose. I need to make a name for myself, and I need to be who I am and who I want to be. So, um... But it wasn't, high school wasn't super easy. I disagreed with a lot of things people were doing. I didn't hate on them for it, didn't judge them for it. But I got kind of judged because I didn't agree to go do drugs and drink and all that. And it was something that I just didn't make a priority. Thinking about it now, I wonder maybe I came across like, oh, I'm, I'm too good for that. And people hated on me for it. Regardless of the way that I was judged at those times it did hurt me and it kind of made me feel like I couldn't embrace fully and truly who I am without getting judged and I know girls when you're going in when you're in high school and you're preteen you're teen what people think of you mean everything and you're taught from an early age that yes be you embrace you but it's hard because when you're surrounded by people who have negative energy it's hard not to take what they're saying literally and believe that that you are what they're saying you are. I stayed to myself and I didn't let it affect me completely, but there was people out there that judged me and it it was hard. And my boyfriend at the time was still friends with them. So I really had to learn how to have a thick skin early on and defend myself and my goals and my dreams and stay focused. Of course, there were moments where I kind of fell into it which is fine. You have to let yourself feel, and that's important. But in those moments, you feel like it's life and death. And I'm telling you, high school is not life or death. There is a big world out there. But you have to go through it and experience it to understand that. So going from my senior year, I was really just focused on my life, my shit on getting out of there. But I did always know I definitely am not a big one that was like, I need a college education. I never, I always knew I wasn't going to do a career where I knew it was necessary. I really like to work smarter, not harder, you know, and to save the money for into, for tuition for school and everything was big. But I feel like there's a certain standard in high school that makes you feel like you have to, you have to go there. It's an experience. If you don't, you're going to miss out on something. And that little thing in me, because I didn't really go out in high school, I didn't experience parties or mingling with other people, that social aspect, there was that little part of me that really wanted to. It, like, I craved it. And which is typical for any teenager. I was just a little later on. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to South Carolina. Super random. I really un don't <laughs> truly understand why that was what I picked. Um, I'm a big city girl, so, but I'm also a beach person. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try it out. When I made that decision, not soon after I got in a really bad car accident and it made me have to change every plan I had in my life, it turned it all around and the car accident was really bad. I'm not going to get too deep into it because 
that's definitely going to be in a different episode. And I mean, the amount of accidents I have been in could take up a whole hour itself. I'm the worst driver in the world. Don't judge me. I try, I try, but it's not that great. But anyway, so it really altered my life. And that's when I decided, well, kind of I was forced to. I can't, I couldn't go far. I had to go to doctor's appointments twice a week, once a week. And I had a specific doctor for that. I couldn't just go on a plane and come back every week on a plane. It just wasn't safe. It wasn't a good idea. So I felt completely lost. And that feeling of being lost is so scary. I think everyone feels that at some point in their life. And I think not intentionally I felt this pressure on me. But growing up in a family where my mom, my dad, my grandparents, they did, they had that atypical American family life, you know, they work the nine to five, they're financially stable, they're in love, they have kids. So I feel like I felt that's the only way I can do it. You know, it was scary to think to go to family parties, which I don't know if y'all can relate, but going to family parties and what's the first thing your aunts, your uncles ask you? So how's school? Where are you going? Especially when you're a senior in high school. So that was something where I was like, oh, I really, saying I go to Coastal Carolina is going to sound so great. You know, it's a D1 school. I'm going to go live my best life. And then all of a sudden I had to go to, oh, I'm going to community college, which honestly, it's so smart. You're learning the same shit and you're kind of grinding while you're doing it. So it's only going to help you grow in the long run and save you money. But at the time you want more than that. So that was really hard and difficult to deal with. And on top of that, the guy that I loved, um, my first love, he was going to his school and it was hours away. So I was really scared of how that was going to affect our relationship and affect me as a person. So my number one thing was I don't want to live at home. If I have to go to this community college, I'm getting my own place. So I ended up getting my own place in Worcester. I saved up, worked really hard. And I worked at Hooters for a little bit, and I, I loved it, honestly. I met the most coolest down-to-earth girls, and we were all there for the same thing, which was money, and we weren't going to waste our time on it. And it was, it was great. So when I got my own apartment, I started kind of living the adult life, you know, doing the adult things, grocery shopping, managing my money. And I learned it when I was almost 18, so I was really young still. And... um. Then eventually me and my boyfriend broke up. It was long distance. It wasn't going to work. So I did my own thing. Um, so I did my own thing, and it was great. I just grinded, focused on school, focused on my goals. I wrote stuff down every day, what I wanted to accomplish, and really felt focused on myself. Eventually, I did start dating again. I met this guy. He was, seemed super cute, super chill. We went on a date. Went great, whatever. Dropped me off. Later that night, um, I woke up to, like, this loud banging. So my apartment at the time was these slider doors in my room. I lived right on a lake. And two doors that went into my living room. So I lived by myself. And I hear this loud banging. So I sit up in my bed, and I see this figure of a man, like, behind these long curtains. I was terrified, and I have no idea who it is, and I'm in Worcester at the time, so it's kind of a city. You, you really have no idea. You, can't, you don't know what to think of it, and all of a sudden, I hear the living room door crack open, so I run to my slider doors, 
get into my car. I don't have my keys. I have no pants on. It's the middle of summer. And duck down, call the police automatically, and they stay on the phone with me the whole time. They're like, do you have any idea who this person could be? I'm like, seriously, I have no idea. Finally, the police come, go right downstairs, and it's the guy I went on a date with. He came back that night to break into my house. So I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? You psycho. Like, this is my first date since my little cute, innocent first love, and this is what happened. So, yeah, that, that was not it. That was not it. But I ended up getting a restraining order on him, and he came from a super wealthy family, so he kind of got off with nothing. And the craziest part was is I was the fourth girl he did this situation to. He already had three prior breaking and entering charges. But because mine was at 2 in the morning – it was considered a burglary. So I was like, fuck yeah, like we can get this man's like, that's a higher charge. Nope, his family finessed and he ended up off with a couple alcohol classes and a restraining order. So yes, I had this piece of paper guarding me, but you know, what is that really going to do when it comes down to it? That at this point, I was cleared from my concussion from my prior accident and I was set to go to Coastal Carolina. So Honestly, before this happened, I was kind of debating on doing another year of community school, getting a house, renting a house with my friends, and chilling here, you know, building up from here and saving money. But when that happened, I was like, hell no, I need to get as far away as I can. So that's literally what I did. I went right to South Carolina, moved there for college, um, no idea who anyone was, went by myself. Now, this campus was beautiful. It looked like a resort. There was a pool right outside my dorm. And I was like, there is no way I'm not going to live lavish and live my life right now. So when I'm there, I ended up meeting some fun people. I joined a sorority. And I thought that could be the best way to meet people, go out, live that type of life that I haven't lived yet. Now, going into a big university like that without any experience of partying, drinking, guys, I do not suggest it. It's, it. It just hits you like a wave. And, I mean, I think personally everyone should ha experience it. I mean, we live once. You know, who is anyone to judge? We're only young for how long? Live your life, girl or man's. But, like, just take it with cautious conscience, you know? Like, be careful of who you know and what you trust yourself with and different people so from there I was still kind of timid from what happened to me here and I don't think I faced all of the shit I went through head-on even in that year I was living in Worcester I was very like grinding doing schoolwork working so I didn't take the time I should have to really heal and understand like what happened to me in certain situations that affected me that in a more traumatic way so instead of really thinking about it what did I do I went out and partied more, you know? So I would just continue drinking, going out all the time. And it was and it was so fun. It was really fun. And anyone, if you're listening from Coastal Carolina, like, I love my coastal people. But it was a valuable lesson in some points because I went there so trusting, you know, of every person I'd meet and think, oh, well, this is college. No one can judge you here. At the end of the day, there's always going to be people that are projecting their insecurities on you, and that's something you can't take to heart. Because if you do, it's only going to push you back, and that's kind of what 
their intention is to do anyway, you know? People that haven't fully became at peace with themselves, how can you expect them to be at peace with your with you, you know? So going out all the time and stuff, it was great, but there was certain situations I got put in where I it wasn't intentionally my fault of what happened to me, and I think that took time to really understand and cope with. But one time I, I woke up, you know, and I'm just in a bathroom, no idea where my phone, my keys, my wallet, my purses. And this happened many times, you know, but this time was a little different and it, it was scary. And after that, when I looked at myself in the mirror, I'm just like, Allie, like, who are you? Like, what are you doing? You know, there's a fine line and there's balance to life. And I think that's something that's so important. Go out and have a time, trust, but be safe about it and get your shit done too. You know, have your priorities in order. And that only makes those times you go out so much more enjoyable. And I wasn't getting that at that point. So it came around a time where I was like, I really don't think I'm going to grow here. I don't think I'm going to learn everything I can learn being put in this situation. So I called my dad and I was like, dad, listen, I know we're paying so much for this tuition, but I really, I need to come home. I need to get my shit back together and focus on me. And I knew being in that environment, I just couldn't, you know, there was so much that had happened where it almost felt like it was holding me back from what I can accomplish and what I know I can do. Um, so I did, I moved back home and just got a job here, worked for a little bit and decided, you know what, I'm going to go to cosmetology and esthetician school. And it's something I always was obsessed with. The whole beauty industry fascinates me and I think it's continuously growing more and more and I don't think it will ever end. I don't think, I think at the end of the day, like everyone wants to feel beautiful, look beautiful and that's something that always intrigues me. So when I went to my family about that, they were fully supportive and said, okay, yeah, do it. Do I wish I waited a little longer? Yeah. I think it could have been a good idea to really think about exactly what I wanted and um, followed exactly what I knew I'm kind of meant for. Uh, Just like I said before, that pressure of feeling like you have to know everything in your life. You have to have this great job and making great money at all times. And it's scary. But if you just believe in, like, it sounds so corny, but like, if you really do, if you believe in yourself and you know your worth and what you're meant for, things only attract to you. You know, it's all about doing that inner work. And if you do that inner work, opportunities, abundance of all of that comes to you. And I truly believe it now. But at the time, I really did feel that way. Without knowing it, um, I came back and I still thought, you know what, I'm living my best life. And that's the whole thing about Coastal, too. I can sit here now and say, oh, my gosh, all this happened. If you talk to me while I was there, I'm like, hell, yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, I'm living my best life. But there's living your best life. Hell, yeah, do your thing. But, you know, keep them priorities. Anyway, so moving back here, I thought all my problems would have stayed there. I continued kind of spiraling down. You know, I was still going out like six out of seven days a week hungover every day, you know, and I'd I'd make it to the gym or whatever. And I'd be like, Oh, I accomplished something. You know, it was just not fully my whole potential. And I knew that deep down. So eventually, um, 
I met this person and I was at a very fragile state and it became a very toxic relationship. And that's something I never understood. I only had been in one prior relationship, a real relationship before that, which was innocent and young and whatever. But this was kind of more, I'm an adult and I've gone through things and I feel like I'm ready. Now, I know my some of my friends and I hear stories of toxic relationships and, you know, I never fully got it. How, well, how can you let someone make you feel that way? You know, from an outside perspective, you sound crazy, but when you're in it, it's really hard to see what's crazy about them or are you crazy and they make you question yourself. And even after some of the hard shit I went through before this relationship, it was really hard. But by far, losing who you are completely is the most hardest feeling you can go through. Um, it came to a point where I genuinely had no idea who I was anymore. Everything about myself that I loved, my confidence, my glow. I, I mean, I'm the type of person where I go up to someone and I can have a full conversation with you for an hour. You know, I just, that's how it is. But I genuinely could, I didn't know who I was in those moments anymore. I lost everything about myself and I didn't feel beautiful. I didn't feel confident and I wanted to change every single thing about me. And I don't know if it was necessarily I wanted to change or he wanted to change me. You know, they starts off with doing all these things for you and constantly, you know, kind of being up your ass a little bit, but like in a way that comes across like, oh, it's romantic and they romanticize something. No, what I was, what was happening is he was trying to make me be codependent. And that's from day one, something I've never been. I'm a very independent person. I moved out when I was 17, lived on my own since then, paid my own bills. And that's something I take pride in and you know and I forgot about it now on top of it I'm not going to blame everything just on the toxic relationship it was also COVID it was a weird times and you were stuck in your house and it was just it was all different but the thing is is when somebody brings you to your lowest of lows when you feel like you've hit the floor in a deeper way than just being drunk and losing your shit and being like, when you truly are like, holy shit, I don't know what I like anymore. I don't know what I love about myself. That is a feeling that really resonates with yourself. And once you get that little glimmer of light, you're like, holy shit, I will never do that to myself again. You know? So when I finally ended it with him, I was like, fuck that. I will never feel that way again, and I will never put myself in a situation where I do not know who I am, and I can't speak and stand up for what I am, what I believe in, and what I know I'm meant for, you know? So, ended that, completely cut it off, and I'm telling you all, ever since that situation, I truly will, I know I will never go back to a scenario like that, and I've only grown. And I think at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say and what I want y'all to take away from this is it's okay to go through shit that you feel scared talking about. It's okay to, you know, not fully understand life and why things happen to you. And at, you could sit there and you can say, oh, why is this happening? Or I don't deserve this. No, you don't. So do something about it. You know, stand up, do something, know your worth know who you are, know what you want for your life and fight for that. 
and take those situations that you go through and truly just grow from them. And the only way you can grow from them is fully being at peace with yourself, not letting your emotions control you or your life. Feel the things out that you want to feel, you know? there's. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, I know everything about life. I don't. That's the beauty of it. It's an experience. It's a journey. And if I was going to say, okay, yep, done, I know it all, then I wouldn't continue learning. And that's something I want to do for the rest of my life. It's the people that get so stuck in a certain situation or within themselves that can't grow. They can't see that you can make your own reality if you truly feel the best about yourself and about your life. Because at the end of the day, there is only one you. So be the main character, own your shit, and be proud of who you are. So um, I think that about wraps it up. But I really hope you all enjoyed it. And I'm super excited to continue on with the podcast. And I know y'all will be so entertained. This was kind of just a brief little thing about me. You know who you're going to be listening to, what this is about to be about. But there is some amazing people coming on here that I feel like we can all learn from, hear their stories, and hear their um, opinions on certain topics. And I'm so excited. Thank you. (laughs) 